0: It's time for Rain and Shine, your weekly regional science update, where we explore how the planet works and how we work with the planet. Like so many of us who live in places where the sky is dark and full of stars, I love to stop and watch the full moon rise in the west or gaze in wonder when the crescent moon appears over the eastern horizon in the dusky sky. I often ask my mind to see the moon not as a flat object but as the sphere it is floating in space. It may take a few moments, but if I keep looking for depth, I know my vision will shift and I will see the moon as it is, a giant majestic round being held close to earth by gravity circling between me and the universe. I wanna tell you a story about how the day as we know it came to be and how a team of scientists who are also the types to stop and look at the moon solved a very big mystery. Let me start by sharing what this particular mystery was. Many of you may know that a long time ago, certain dark blue bacteria in the vast and shallow seas of our early Earth learned that special trick of making sugar and oxygen out of carbon dioxide and water with the help of sunlight. What you may not know is that it took another billion years before Earth's atmosphere filled with oxygen. The first great oxygenation event took place about 2.4 billion years ago while the evolution of photosynthesis in those cyanobacteria took place about 3.5 billion years ago. So there's a gap, a big gap of 1.1 billion years. We don't really learn about this gap in school, and if we do, we don't tend to remember it. But scientists remember it, and it's been a puzzle up until recently when a woman named Judith Klatt from the Max Planck Institute had a brilliant insight. Before we get into what her insight was, we need to come back to the 24-hour day we have now, because this day as we know it did not always exist. And that is a key piece of this mystery that the moon helped to solve. Going back to when those cyanobacteria were first learning photosynthesis and the atmosphere was still made up of just nitrogen and carbon dioxide, the planet lacked the oxygen, which makes life as we know it possible. Back then, the Earth was spinning much faster around its tilted axis, and the day was short—six hours short, in fact. Now remember that plants breathe out oxygen in the day when they are working with sunlight, and they breathe it in at night when it is dark. In those days, when the equinox produced just three hours of light and three hours of night on the planet, Those little blue bacteria, even though they had formed long and wide mats that stretched across the sea, did not have enough time to build up an excess of oxygen. They essentially breathed in what they breathed out. Judith realized this when she was working with cyanobacteria that she harvested from shadowy pools deep in Lake Huron which received very little sunlight and took them back to her lab where under more light, they began to breathe out greater quantities of the life giving gas oxygen. This brings us back to the puzzle of what happened 2.4 billion years ago and Judith's insight. Can you guess what it was? What pulls water from the roots of plants to their leaves? What drives tides in our oceans and influences the cycles of fertility in human females? The Moon, just about 2.4 billion years ago, through a series of geologic events, happened to move farther away from the Earth. As it did, its gravitational pull on the Earth lessened, slowing the speed of our axle rotation and lengthening the day from 6 to 21 hours. Then, just about 700 million years ago, in another galactic skip of sorts, The moon moved farther away, further slowing the Earth's rotation to 24 hours. This move also corresponds with another increase in Earth's atmospheric oxygen levels. Judith Klatt and her team at the Institute checked the records. And just to be sure, they built a big model to test the idea. Her article came out a few months ago in the prestigious journal Nature Geoscience. But just for a moment, let's forget the complexity of the science and go back to the reverence of watching the full moon rise or that moment when we first see the crescent on the horizon. And in that moment, let's give thanks to the moon for helping to make the day. You've been listening to Rain and Shine, a production of The Learning Council, produced by Corey Stanton and written and narrated by me, Calarose Rose Ostrander. To submit your nature and science questions, email us at rainshineweekly at gmail.com or visit our Facebook page. And thanks for listening.